What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we will be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Oh, yeah. That's what we do here. That's what we do. That's Every what week. we do. Every week. Every and week, once a week. It's another week. Another Friday. Another Friday. Another hardworking happy hour. Yeah. And uh, good week. Good week. It felt like a blur, honestly. It really did. Uh, nice weather. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was really just, I'm wearing shorts today. Yeah. It was Big just, step. it was beautiful. Yeah. We beautiful, have the, beautiful week. The doors to the van open. We did. We do now. We do currently right in this moment. Yeah. So it's, it's really springtime. It is. Springtime spring is has sprung and, uh, it's all about new beginnings and yeah, that's what we're going to get into this week. How'd you like that transition? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good. Uh, we're going to be talking about five ways to level up your business. Oh yeah. Everybody can always level up. We can level up. We got, we got plenty more levels to climb ourselves. So, uh, you know, we're going to give some insight, but we're also going to be, we're also going to be learning on this episode. Yeah. And, uh, stuff that we can implement together. Yeah. We can implement this stuff. Yeah. Everybody jump in the van. We're going on a journey (laughs) together. Yep. But before we get into that. What do we got? We should get into some drinks. Oh, yeah, because well, it's not a happy hour without some drinks. Yep. What do you got, Sean? Uh, so I went to the store, and I got I got two different pre-made craft cocktails. We've got uh, a bourbon smash, which is straight bourbon whiskey with natural ginger, mint, and lemon flavor. Mm. Sounds pretty good. That does sound good. And vodka madras. Uh, vodka with orange, cranberry, cardamom, chamomile, and lime flavor. Ooh, what uh, what do you want to go with first? That's a tough choice. I don't, I don't think we've had bourbon on this podcast yet, so maybe we should start with that. The vodka one does sound so good. Though. The vodka one does sound good. Well, we can do the same thing we did last week. Uh, do one of each. Switch up halfway. Yep. Give good a idea. little review. Okay. Um, yeah. I know we have we've had whiskey. We had some whiskey last week, but bourbon I know is a little bit different. Yeah. I don't really know what the difference is, but all right, here you go. Oh, I like the the cans. They're very stylish. A sleek black with brown lettering. Yeah. For the people, since this is a podcast. Since this is an <laughs> audio only podcast, yeah. There you go, right into the. <laughs> Feels like everyone's here with us right yep. now. I feel like. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Uh, is it like a new thing that there's all these like mixed cocktail yeah. drinks? Like growing up or in my early stages of drinking. Yeah, when I was a kid. Was, <laughs> back when I was a kid. All we had was juice day. boxes. It was <laughs> ridiculous. But like, why haven't these existed forever? Why didn't anybody think to throw a cocktail in a can until like apparently two years ago? Um, I don't know. They were probably too drunk to know what to do. Whew. Oh, it's strong. This is strong. It's a little strong. Yep. It's a bit strong. But you are a <laughs> blue collar lady and hey, we're just. Yeah, we like our drinks strong, yep. I guess. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I guess enough about that. Yeah. Let's get into. Let's get into business talk. Yeah, let's let's just get into business talk. Learn how we can level up. And, uh, yeah. So, so what do we got? You've, right, you've done so s- some extensive research for this episode. So really extensive research. And I have compiled my top five tips that I like that I feel like aren't necessarily run of the mill tips. I think that these are good ways that we might not think of. Yeah. A little off the beaten path to level up your business. Yep. And no matter what it is. You can always get better in that in that thing. So every facet of your business, you might do some of these things, but you can always do each of these things a little bit better. For sure. So there's always room for improvement. And if you always. think that you have nothing to learn or there's no up for you, you think you're at the peak, the pinnacle, you're not. You're not. You're probably at the bottom. And yeah. Yeah. And that's a bad attitude to have. Yep. There's always more to learn. To learn. Absolutely. Room to grow. Yeah. What a sad place to be in if you feel like you have no, if you're like, ah, yeah, I've hit the peak of my business. I feel like I'm at the bottom. 
for sure. We are just starting I don't to think rise. Yeah, I don't think we're at the bottom, but the sky is the limit. So, like, we have so much room to grow. I mean, it might seem like we're sort of near the top, but once you pan back 10 yeah. years from now, you're going to see that we were just at... We were basically on top of uh, a molehill, but mm-hmm. our goal is on top of Mount Everest. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of room to grow. So much room. Okay. Anyway, All right, hey, so let's jump into it. What do we number got? one, use a 60-20-20 approach to time management. And I wow. read this and I loved it. So Sounds great. What does it mean? Instead of spending 100% of your time knocking out tasks like a -a whack-a-mole, use your time, your first 60% of your time, to proactively focus on tasks, your your day-to-day, your normal, 60% of your time, 20% on planning. So planning means making that 60% move more efficiently because you've spent that 20% planning things out, getting yourself organized. And then allowing 20% to be strategizing. So not only are you doing your day-to-day tasks, you're planning those out to be efficient. You're strategizing like, what's next? What's the next thing? Yeah. I've got this other stuff running so efficiently now because I'm spending my 60% doing it, my 20% planning. What's next for me? Yeah. And I love that. And we recently just started talking about this where I was like, we need to figure out more time in the day. To strategize. To strategize, to think yeah. about big picture stuff. So if you're not giving yourself that time to strategize what's next, you're never, you know. You're never going to. You're never going to get there because yeah. you're not even thinking of other opportunities. Exactly. Yeah, you got to be thinking ahead. You got to be thinking what is, you know, what's down the line next week, next month, next year, 10 years. You yeah. got to be just just having those conversations and kind of like, I think, uh a business like ours, like I kind of look at it like we are, we're sort of like painting the picture of where we want to go. Yeah. You know, we're just like kind of brainstorming about what are the opportunities? What are the possibilities? How can we grow this? Some of the stuff is a really great idea that we come up with and it sticks. Some of it's like, Hey, that's, that's pretty cool. Maybe that's something that we can consider. But, um, but I think that time to strategize is really important and yeah, you gotta make, you gotta make time for it. Yeah, absolutely. And you are the captain of, of your ship, so you need to, you know, all yeah. your employees and your family, everybody's depending on you to figure out where this thing is gonna go. So yeah, and no one wants to feel stagnant, especially your employees. So if you're not moving in a positive way, if you're not you're growing, get, you're dying. Everybody's gonna get bored. Yeah, and they're gonna no leave one wants you. To be, yeah. No one wants to be bored. No. People want to have constant excitement in their life. <laughs> and uh, so you need to be you need to be planning for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it is super important. And it's really difficult to, unless you plan that time out and really schedule time for planning and strategizing, it's so easy to just have 100% of your time taken up by kind of, you know, like whack-a-mole, like, oh, yeah. we've got this thing popped up. Oh, I got to take care of this and that. And there's that time, if you let it, will always fill itself up. Yeah. Like those those little tasks will always pile up. You'll always have more of those things to do. And it seems like that is the best thing and most productive thing to do right now. And it's kind of like the most satisfying because here's the task. Boom. Finished it. Done. I've accomplished something. Whereas some of the was that a spider? It was arm? a spider. What? That's the same spider that you tried to nicely tried knock to, out of the van. Yes, and it just landed on my arm. He came back. He had vengeance against me. Yeah, I he think. did. Jeez. All right. Anyway, Sorry, um, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying there. You'll fill up your day with small tasks if. Yeah. You and don't have a structure about. Yeah, it. exactly. You get like that kind of reward sensation. By knocking out those small tasks because you've accomplished something, you finished it. Whereas the planning, you're just kind of setting up a, a plan to attack all of those tasks and things that you have to do. And then the strategizing, you know, it might it's not as concrete. It's not as black and white where it's like, okay, we've accomplished this one thing. It's kind of like just putting yourself in a different mindset to to just like be open to ideas and and 
you know, brainstorm. Yeah. So schedule it. Yeah. You got to. Put it on the calendar. We Put should we calendar. should get more uh I guess stringent with I don't that's probably not the word. We should get more structured. Yeah. With uh when we have those sessions. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we have them on Fridays. Yeah. It seems. I usually like to have like a Monday morning sit down, which I feel like we do just yeah. to kind of discuss the week. Yep. But maybe maybe a Friday is a good day for like for like big big, big picture. Big big picture planning because it's a Friday, yeah. you're excited. Things feel fresh and like that might be a good time for that. I agree. I think it totally is and we've recently been talking about big big picture stuff because uh I don't know, we've been we've been coming up with ideas and goals and we've been we've been hitting a lot of them. We've been doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And you said probably like last week I need I need another I need a new big picture thing that we need to go after. Yeah. And uh but we didn't stop there. We didn't stop at big picture. We went big big picture <laughs> and big yeah, both tell bigs. the people what's the difference between between so the three delineations. A, yeah. So you got your your regular picture stuff, which is just your day to day. You got your big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got your big, big picture stuff. Only one of those bigs is all capitalized. But then yeah. you have the big, big picture. Both <laughs> bigs are fully capitalized. Yep. So that's like that's what we focused on today. Yeah. Big, big picture stuff. Big, big picture we stuff. We talked about, uh, it might be a little secret. I don't know. We can't, we probably can't <laughs> disclose a lot of that stuff, but big plans for the future of how we can expand our reach. Yeah. Our reach and our, uh, just everything. Yeah. We and got it's, some it's good helpful. Ideas. Yeah. And it's helpful to have like a brainstorm sesh too, because I feel like, all, like a lot of times we'll think of things randomly and just rattle them off to each other. Yeah. But then it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't feel like concrete. There's no like actual plan. We're just like, hey, what if we did this random thing? And then, you know, we'll have a quick conversation about it. But yeah. when we like actually sit, we're, we like sit down and we're like, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. That feels like much more productive. And it feels like then, you, like we do come up with ideas all the time. Like every day we'll just say something, you know, like blurt it out. And sometimes it's a really good idea. Sometimes it's maybe not that great. Yeah. But you know, we don't like, we're not setting aside the time at that point to like really discuss it in depth. Like, okay, what does that idea actually look like implemented? Mm -hmm. Whereas today we had that scheduled time to talk big, big picture. And we kind of hashed out a lot of those ideas and really dove into them. Like, okay, what, what does this idea look like if we implement it? Like, how does it um, affect our business? What work do we need to do to get it off the ground? All of that kind of stuff. And we really like dove into it and took probably about two hours today just talking about that stuff. And it's much more helpful. And it feels like you kind of get to an idea that is now ready to be pursued. Yeah. So definitely it's not just like blown away in the wind. Like, Oh, that'd be a cool idea. Yeah. Okay. Back to work. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. We do do that a lot. But we come up with a lot of ideas. So we do. We are idea machines. Always our best. But yeah. Sometimes there's a gem in there and we, you know. Yep. We got to flush it out more. That's true. Flush it out more? Flesh it out more? I think it's flesh it out, but I don't know what that means. That's another phrase that we we don't know the origin. What was the last week we said two and we forgot the third? um, We remembered it. Forget it again. Um, oh, uh, screw the pooch. Yeah, you really screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Where did that come from? So weird. Cut your teeth, screw the pooch. Uh, two ways, more than one way to skin a cat. Yep. And flesh it out. Flesh it out. These just all seem <laughs> so, so odd. Yeah. Um, I don't like the sound of any of them. Yeah, none of them sound I'm not good. Gonna, I'm not going to. You know what's uh, kind of completely unrelated? I always thought it was, the saying was, play it by ear. Play it by ear. Yeah, it's play it by ear. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I'm I'm a musician. <laughs> and it's like a musical reference, like, oh, we're just going to play it by ear. We're not going to, you know, 
right? Is that what it? I would think. I think so. Yeah, I was always played by year. Yeah, what did doesn't make sense. Yeah, you. Hey, I don't know. I have my faults. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Hey, I, that's fine. I didn't know if you had like a theory of why it was a year. No, no. I thought it was just like one of those things where like it kind of doesn't make any sense, but you just say it <laughs> yeah. and you kind of know what it means. But yeah, it's just words put together. But you know what? I really screwed the pooch on my understanding <laughs> of that uh, saying. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm still uh, cutting my teeth over here. I'm going to compile a list of all of those because now I'm yeah. so curious about what they all mean. So 60-20-20. Um, and that also brings up another, another uh, strategy or technique, I guess, the 80-20 rule. Are you familiar with that? No, what's that? It's essentially that, I guess it's like a theory or a, I don't know. But it's 80% of your results usually come from 20% of your efforts. So, oh yeah, like usually, and this applies to business a lot of times, like when a lot of businesses look at like it- what they're doing, especially if they do a lot of different stuff, they realize that 80% of their like, you know, top end uh, margin comes from 20% of the services they provide. So a lot of times they can reevaluate that and double down on that little, you know, the 20% of what they're doing, because that's the most profitable thing, expand that, Mm. you know? Yeah. So, eh, just an idea. Just an idea. Anyway, I think, I think we covered that pretty good. Yeah. Time management. Time really management. Be yeah. focused on time management. Yeah. Love that. Love time management. And what I'm going to take away from that is we need to, uh, we need to, we've been doing a lot of th- these things, but we need to schedule them more often on a weekly basis. Like Fridays, that's what they're for. Fridays are Boom. for brainstorming. Friday before lunch, we brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You don't want to brainstorm on a full stomach. It's going to slow down your thinking. <laughs> it is. Yeah, today we had kind of like a lunch meeting, so maybe but I was before, just eating carrots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe before lunch is the prime time, right before lunch. Yeah, don't overeat and then try to think big picture. You'll be too sluggish. <laughs> you need a nap. You're too sleepy. Exactly. So, all right, that's one way. Yeah. What's the second way? Because I'm ready to level up again. <laughs> well, there's one more than one way to skin a cat, so let's get into number two. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Okay, this one I thought was kind of funny, and it's a the the title of this is C F I M I T Y M. Such a catchy acronym. <laughs> You'll never forget it. Um, but it says because the business world loves acronyms so much that this one stands for cash flow is more important than your mother. I thought the saying was cash rules everything around me. Cash rules everything around me. Yeah, that's another one. Okay. C R. I think that was from e- like uh. A business mentorship group or something. <laughs> yeah, you sure. might have heard that. On, yeah. uh, what's that guy? Dave Ramsey. He probably, he's probably big on that. Yeah, I think it's the Wu-Tang group. <laughs> They're like into finance or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Wu-Tang group. <laughs> um, but lack of cash is one of the biggest reasons businesses fail. Yeah. Can't do anything without money. So. You can't. Unfortunately, you can't. You, can't. you really can't move forward. You, you, if you're... I feel like you used to be able to do a lot of things on a hope and a dream. Yeah, not you so can't much anymore. anymore. No. You're like, oh, that's a cute little dream you got, but where yeah. is the chatter? Yeah. Hey, just the way of the world these days. Yeah, back in the day, you could be like, "Can I have a business loan? I just, I just want to try." Yeah, I want to. They'd be like, "Sell my little trinkets." <laughs> <laughs> you got a good attitude, kid. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. So. I think that's uh, that's important when you, especially like when you're just getting started and you're learning how to handle your finances. Yeah. Like one of the big things that we talk about is like deposits and making sure that we have all of that kind of stuff in line before we start working because yep. we ain't a bank. No. It's not our job to finance your projects. It's not. It's not. We and have to buy material up front. You have to pay something up front. So. Yeah. And I think that is something that is really common in the construction industry. Yes. Um, that people people basically are acting like the bank for their client. You know, they are, the payment schedule isn't set up so that 
they're getting their material costs, their overhead costs, and their profit margin in these timely payments throughout mm-hmm. the job. So you're not waiting on all of your profit at the end of the job and you've just basically been bankrolling this entire project and it's just covering materials or just covering your overhead and you're waiting for all of that, everything that's left over, you're waiting on that final payment. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can. Some people do run their business that way, but you shouldn't be, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. The way I, I forget who, I don't even remember who said this, but you were talking to somebody recently and they said that they... Yeah, they don't take don't, deposits and yeah. they just get paid 100% when they're done. And that's just so bizarre to me because in the trades, I feel like any trade really is yeah. so front-end heavy where you... You buy you would, materials. Yeah, you would have yeah. to put so much out for materials. It's Everything is a material that you need, so... Yeah. And expensive materials at that. So Very expensive, yeah. Why are you a bank? Why are you why is that your problem? You Yeah. These the people, the homeowners, the clients, they should be paying for the things. Exactly. Yeah. And I think some people some, some homeowners, some clients are like hesitant because you do hear about, you know, con artist contractors yeah. that just take deposits and never show up. Um I think that's definitely overplayed and it's not really accurate to how often that happens to how often the contractor does show up, does a great job and everybody's happy, but there is like a lot of fear around that. So you do have to like build trust, um, in your company reputation. Yeah. Branding, all of that stuff. Like you have to be reputable to go up to a client and say, yeah, I need a 50% deposit. And we do it like it's 10% upfront to get on our schedule. Mm-hmm. So figure a $100,000 job, 10% when you sign the proposal, $10,000. 50% two weeks before we start, that would be 50000 And then depending on the size of the job, we break up the rest of the payments either in one more payment of 30% uh, after X milestone and then 10% at the end. So we're not leaving a whole lot on the table for that final payment. Yeah. Because otherwise, like sometimes the job gets delayed, a material gets delayed, and now you're waiting on all of this money for stuff that you've really already done. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you're left there hanging. Hanging on by a thread. Shouldn't be. Yeah. Definitely shouldn't be. No. So. so something means- to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. What do you think is um, what do you think is like an ideal an ideal payment schedule for something like that? Because some people just do fifty percent upfront. I've always been like hesitant to do that because we're getting people on the schedule like yeah nine I, months in advance. That's so. what I was gonna say. It's kind of different for us because people are waiting for so long. If it's, if somebody's gonna be waiting like two weeks or two months for a job, then I think that fifty percent upfront is yeah. completely acceptable. But it makes sense that we would just do 10% and then the, maybe these people can't, they decide that they need a deck in two weeks so they found somebody to do it and, yeah. you know, things change. But I think that, I think our payment schedule is very fair. I think so. And I think we also have a really good reputation. We're very visible everywhere. So, like, yeah. we've never had any pushback or concern from clients where, like, they think... That we're just going to like disappear on them. Yeah. You know, we're very visible. We're very easy to find. <laughs> very true. We're not going anywhere. So um, I think that just, helps a lot. Yeah. Not to harp on the whole social media thing. Have but we it's talked just about that before? The social <laughs> I media I don't know thing? if we've mentioned the social media thing about yeah. being, it being a positive. But it's it, on your it's, computer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just another positive of social media. You it have really that, is. That built in review system. Yeah. Kind of just there for you. You don't have to. Yeah. Track down reviews and be like, oh, can you please leave us a Google review? And it, it's just, it is kind of like an ambiguous positive that's hard to track. Yeah. That you just feel, you feel that the clients trust you more. And, uh, you know, there's so many things like that with social media that are not like X, put in X, receive Y. It's kind yeah. of like a, you put in all this stuff and you reap all these benefits that are kind of hard to track or, or you know. It's hard to really quantify exactly, but 
There yeah. are so many positives to it. We should do an episode on social media. We should talk about it. You know what? It. I think you're right. We should yeah. talk about it. Anyway, um, hey, if you haven't heard those episodes, we did already do two episodes on social media. So go yeah. back and uh, give those a little gander. Got some good stuff in there, I think. Yeah, they're pretty informative. And they're always evolving. So we'll probably do more in the future. Absolutely, because it's always changing. Always changing. Because if you're not something... changing, you're dying. Yep. They know that. The, the people know that. Do you know that? We should start making t-shirts of that. If you're not growing, you're dying? Yeah. Hardworking happy hour. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great idea. We should get... Maybe we need some merch. Maybe that's our next step. And uh, I think so. Get some adapt or die t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should do something like... We need, we need to adapt t-shirts played out. Let's get like... Uh, Mm, I don't know. What's the next thing? Maybe like hoop earrings <laughs> that say adapt or die. What made you think of hoop earrings? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe like, bandanas. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I was just thinking the other day, I'm probably going to wear bandanas to work in the summer because. Are you I'm, a I'm, um, like bandana open tied behind the the head and then the flap over the top or you roll it up and it's roll kind of it a up headband? headband. Okay. Yeah. I can't do hats. They give me like a headache. So bandana keeps my hair out of my face. Okay. Yeah. Something about. Just an idea. Just an idea. I, I, I like that. Uh, I am also a <clears throat> rolled up, folded up bandana person. Are if you? I'm going to rock one. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's an interesting look for a man. That's like a, like a ninja. <laughs> a bit like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm so. Yeah. I mean. I feel like it's very, it takes a very special type of person to be able to pull off just the regular old bandana. <laughs> like. The uh, Michael Scott from the from the office. Prison Mike, yeah. Prison Mike. Oh, I was <laughs> that out for Christmas, remember? Yeah. No, not for Christmas, for Halloween. Halloween. For Halloween, yeah. I was Prison Mike, yeah. You were, yeah. Yeah. So you know. All right, I don't you know, know how we styles. got this bandana thing for so long, but. <laughs> so, yeah, cash flow. Cash flow is important. Finances yeah. are important, um, and that's one of the hardest things for new new owners to really get a grasp on because most people in this industry that have started a business are coming from the technical side, not from the business end of it. So um, it can be really difficult to. I think I think what it is is a lot of times people don't really know what they need to know until they realize they don't know it. Yeah. That was a pretty roundabout way of saying um, you got to learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think people That's don't, a great point. I didn't yes. realize like how much, uh, just how much business stuff with bookkeeping, with accounting, yeah. with yeah. all of that stuff was involved and how involved each one of those things was until it was like, all right, well, I already started the business. I guess I have to figure it out. Yeah. So... That's, I feel like a lot of times, a learn, learn as you go kind of thing, but um, try your hardest not to put that off and really dive into, you know, get a good accountant, lean on them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get bookkeeping services. There's a lot of software out there to help you with, uh, you know, keeping track of all these numbers so that you know how much cash you need. You can keep that cash flow coming in because... As Catherine always says, cash flow is more important than your mother. <laughs> is that what it is? Yep. I do always say that. And I think that's definitely one of those situations where you don't know what you don't know. And it's important to get an accountant that will really take the time to like sit with you and help you understand all this thing. Because I think a lot of people in the trades just go into business for themselves because it's just a natural progression for them. They're like, all right, well, I don't want to work for somebody anymore. I, work, I want to work for myself. Yeah. But being a tradesperson is a very different skill set than being a business owner. Those are two completely different skill sets. And not everybody has both. Yeah. And owning and running a business can be incredibly confusing. And especially when you add in like accounting and yep. all that really dry stuff. If you don't like it or don't have a passion for it, it's hard to get excited about. So, yeah. I mean, it's exciting to get like, see all the money you're making, but it's like, if oh, you don't yeah. really understand it, <laughs> then it's not, Yeah, it might feel really confusing and overwhelming. So it's important to, if you don't understand it, hire somebody who does because, you know, that side of the business has to keep the part running that you like. So yeah. it's really important to manage both well. And sometimes you get too excited with that money rolling in 
you spend it. You spend it. And then it comes around tax season and your accountant's <laughs> like, you owe a lot of money. And you're like, what do you mean I owe a lot of money? I don't yeah. have any money. Well, you shouldn't have spent it all. You shouldn't have bought that wave runner. Are <laughs> <laughs> wave runners on your mind because we keep seeing yep. them all day, every day <laughs> yep. at this current job? Yeah. Yeah. People are just out there ripping on the water on jet skis. On jet skis. They That's look so awesome. fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, though, they would be fun for like, one time and then it's like you got to pull it out of the water you got to put it back on a trailer like that <laughs> seems like just really a lot of work yeah i feel like jet skis seem really cool for like 10 minutes just rip on them for a little while and then it's like okay yeah i'm done and unless you're taking them to like different spots where you're looking at different things you're usually just going to be taking them to the exact same spot so you're not like yeah just like all right i'm gonna go real fast for a couple minutes and then yep all right well I didn't realize how many people had radios on their jet skis. People are blaring (laughs) music. Somebody was blaring music at literally 8 a.m. on this super quiet river. Yeah. It was kind of bizarre. We were trying to film content and they were just, their music was so loud. We couldn't really film. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Maybe you'll get that jet ski money if you are good and responsible with your money. Yeah. If If you recognize cash flow... You'll get that jet ski. But that's also a good point, though. Not Maybe not with jet skis, but if you have all this money and you buy stuff that are assets and you think like, oh, I'm doing so well because I have all these assets. Assets aren't cash, so yeah, be careful with that difference. And a lot of people, I every year, at the end of the year, people are like, oh, I got to buy something, so it lowers my tax liability. I always look at it like, yeah, if you buy a big piece of equipment, you're, you're going to have to pay less taxes, but you still have to pay for that piece of equipment. And maintaining and it. Yeah. And it's like, it. do you, do you actually, is that piece of equipment going to really, really improve your business and your bottom line? Plus you get that tax break, then that's great. But I feel like a lot of people are just like, I got to buy something, Yeah, you know, make sure my taxes are, it's like pay a little bit more taxes and keep that money. You should have a, a big cash reserve in this business, I believe. Yeah. So I'm big on saving money. I'm a saver. I'm yep. like a squirrel. <laughs> Just pack away squirrel the money. Squirrel it all away. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to make big financial decisions on a really long-term basis. So yeah. things are going really good right now. Great. Do I want to make a big financial decision based on how things have gone over the course of the last month? No. I want to wait until, you know, End of the year, reevaluate things, see how we did, see what are the projections for next year. Okay, let's buy this piece of equipment. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient. 100%. 100%. And uh, pretty soon we're going to buy one of those tillow taters. What is this called? Tilda, tilda, uh, tater. Tilda tater. Yeah. I, I, til, I think it's a tilto rotator. Tilto rotator? I think so. I don't... Uh, Tilt-o-tater? Sounds til- cool. Tilt-o-tater is in my brain, and that is yeah, like... it's a tilt-o-tater. For the rest of my life, that's what it's going to be called. Just like my exercise bike is a pedal-ton. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said pedal-ton one time, and now I, I'm never going to call it anything else. That's... Yeah. But we will we will probably, at some point this year... Get buy a tilt-o-tater? Maybe a tilt-o-tater. <gasps> I but, would be so happy. Uh... I think there are some equipment purchases in our future. We need to hash out some some things on how we're going to grow. Uh, it's going to... Big, big picture. Big, big picture. Not yep. big, big. Big, Little, big. big. Yeah. Big, big picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Exactly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change a lot of things in our business. Um, you know, we're going to need to get a shop space if we get more equipment, if yeah. we get more trucks if we um so there's a lot of things that are kind of on our radar not sure when they're going to come to fruition but they're definitely there's going to be some big machinery upgrades soon enough it's very exciting to me that that is going to happen and it's very exciting to me that you are thinking long term and responsible with your investments yeah you gotta be those things yep yeah i think you gotta be too many people in the trades, they're like, I just got this big job, got a big check. I'm going to buy a new truck. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a new truck. I, I don't want a new truck, but I'm also like, if I ever do want to buy a new truck, I have to commit to keeping my truck clean for one month. <laughs> Just so your current truck, my current truck, keep it clean for a month and then, and then I could buy a new truck. Okay. If I want a truck. Yeah. But as if it you stands right it- now, I'll buy a new truck and it would just turn into junk space. <laughs> it would be me- like all messed up. Yeah. So it wouldn't even be worth it. Yeah. So. Your truck works just fine. It, it gets me from A to B. Yeah. It's got a radio. Sure does. It's got um, lukewarm air conditioning. <laughs> but that's yeah. all right. The van too, not good air conditioning. Yeah, we might need to. We uh, might need to address that. Mine needs to be recharged like every yeah. month or so in the summer. When we redid this van, we did drain out about half of the uh, coolant, the coolant yeah. system, so we probably should just yeah give we'll, that a we'll one, look into once that. over. <laughs> we will look in. The, schedule that into our next planning <laughs> session. Our next twenty we'll percent do. of we'll planning. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready for number, number three. three. All right, I liked this one too. Create a business toolbox. So when you're really thinking about your business and you're you're in that planning phase and you're in that strategizing phase, you need a business plan, a marketing plan, an employee manual, good, reliable accounting software that you understand, and the proper tools to get your job done. Yeah. And I really like that because that's that's such a good like like business Bible to just have for yourself yeah. just so you have it all written down all of your your ideas and if things change you know you update it or whatever but then you're on the same page your employees are on the same page and it's good just a good like communication base to start off with and it's nice to see everything that you want written out in one place and yeah. have it just this is my business toolbox this is my yeah. all my plans I my think master plan I think also when you're forced to write things down like write down your process for how you do things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you realize I don't have a process. I just kind of sometimes I do it this way. Sometimes I do it like this. Yep. There's no set plan. And that's something that we could definitely work on for yeah. sure. We don't have an employee handbook. Nope. We probably should. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm going to put that on you. Do we need one? Um, I would say that currently we are lean enough where... We are lean enough and everyone's hitting their expectations, so I would say that we're we're okay, but it always yeah. is good to have because one day we're going to hire somebody else and then they might be like, oh man, I wish we had an employee handbook so everyone kind of yeah. knew. But I, I think that just as a blanket thing, it's a good thing to just have. Yeah. So right now we're, we're, we're all right. We're good without it, but like we But it we wouldn't hurt to have one. one. Yeah. 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 And just for the future. And it's also just kind of a th- like... When you're doing like your year your year end reviews and you're kind of getting everything, yeah. just taking a look at everything, having those things to look at and then update as needed is just kind of a it's a jumping off point. Like we already have this thing written out. Do we need to tweak it a little bit? Yeah. Do our employees have any input that we could add to it? Or it's just a good conversation piece. Yeah, I, good I totally agree. Starter. And like I said, I think once you start writing things down it forces you to set up a procedure. So like having standard operating procedures, like this is how a job starts from very beginning to completion. Like what is that process? What are the steps that we take? What order do we do them in? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, once you once you write it down, it becomes a plan. It's not just like a vague right. dream. Yeah. You write it down, that's an action plan. Mm-hmm. And I think that... You know, toolbox with how many things are in the toolbox? Five things. Five things. Five things in the toolbox. Five things in our list as well. <laughs> five magic is the magic number. number. <laughs> um, but another- those are kind of like the five pillars. You yeah. lock down those five pillars, you're good. Yeah. You're at least off to a really good start. Yep. And a marketing plan, I think, is something that is often like a business plan. You got that, hopefully, like when you're thinking about what you were doing in business and like every time you like, think about readjusting you go back to your business plan same with employee manual but i think a marketing plan is so important and a lot of people don't think about it in that kind of way they're kind of like well i don't know we'll try advertising in yeah the local facebook town pages or whatever but if you actually come up with a plan 
and a way to like track what's working and what's not. Yeah. That's another thing. You just have it written down and it makes all the difference. I you agree. You have a plan that sets it into action. My, my kind of um, initial thought on that though was I feel like more people might think about marketing than they do just general business plan. Like I feel like so many people in the trades are just like, I can do this. I'm tired of working for somebody else. The boss mm-hmm. is making all the money. I'm doing all the work. I'm starting my business. And they don't have a full business plan. You know, they haven't mapped yeah. out their, what what's their overhead now? What's it going to be in a year as they start to grow? Because right. for like the first like four years, every year it was like, you know, I thought I had a good handle on what we should be charging. And then mm-hmm. it's like, we're halfway through the year. And I'm like, all right, well, I need these like 10 new pieces of, of equipment or tool or whatever. And that just steadily rose. And it wasn't something that I kept good enough track of because I didn't set out those projections or anything like that. I was just kind of like kind of rolling with the punches as I went. And so I'm, I'm curious if, uh, if more people have, a marketing plan or a business plan when they go into it. A lot of people don't have either. Yeah. And you should have both. You should definitely have both. So it's really just, yeah, it's just setting yourself up. I think a lot of things just come to you as like vague ideas and you're like, okay, yeah. Like, especially with a business plan, you're like, I know I want to go into business because I want to work for myself. Yeah. But that's not really a business plan. You really need to think about like what your objective is with starting a business, like why you're doing it, how you're going to do it. Yep. And just having the time, to, taking the time to really sit down and strategize is really important. Absolutely. And it's a good idea. And like I keep saying, when it's year end and you want to revisit all that kind of stuff to gauge how you were doing, like, oh, did I stick to this plan or did I change things up or you kind of have like change things a, up? a roadmap that yeah. you can you can say, did I did I stick to this? Did I make wrong turns? You know what what actually happened and where am I at now? Mm-hmm. What needs to be adjusted to get where I want to go? Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. It's a good tip. It's definitely a good tip. I liked that, that they put that it was all together. A toolbox. Yeah. Your business toolbox. I t- you need tools. You sure do. And speaking of tools. Yeah. Which also kind of ties into what you were saying, like buying. That is part of it. You need, you obviously need certain tools to get your job done. And I'm so like, my husband is a carpenter. My dad's a carpenter. I basically have every tool that I could ever possibly need at my disposal. But yeah. if I'm doing something and I I don't personally have, it's not my tool, I'm like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I want that tool. I'm going to go buy it. Which probably is not financially responsible because I do have access to them. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I want it. <laughs> I yeah, own, I think there is, like a, there is like a sense of pride with having your own tools. Like, yeah. no, this is mine. Yeah. This isn't yours. This is mine. <laughs> And don't you touch it. Yeah. Because it's mine. But yeah, I, th- I think that a lot of people in the trades are, they're technicians. Sorry, that was a weird burp. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're technicians. They're not owners. They've created, mm-hmm. you know, they're not building a business. They've built a job for themselves. So there is like a big distinction of taking it from a lot of times when people start, they are doing a lot of the work hands on themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's a big shift to take it to the next level where you are really a business owner and you're building a business, not just creating a job for yourself. Yes. So that's think about way, that. That's a good way of putting it. Build up I that toolbox. That really Thank up you. That yep. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of people have said I'm very eloquent with my words. <laughs> you're really good at talking. I'm like the Walt Whitman of... Uh, construction probably isn't he a bridge he's a bridge uh, <laughs> very nearby us the wall whitman bridge yeah i think uh was he they, a poet is that what he was i think yeah i think it was a bridge first and then first a bridge and then and he then moved into poet. poetry yeah maybe in retirement probably you get that you yep. get that decommissioned bridge turned poet <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get this back on the rails. number four yeah back to our list um, attract the next generation of workers. That's a good one. And I do, the one thing I really 
I really wish more than anything is that there would be some sort of resource like a podcast or something that would yeah. have went over something like that. Like how do you maybe like a like a dream team? Yeah. How, how do, do you, you build, build that, that dream team? Yeah. How do you build that dream team? If only oh. we could find one. We did. Do you have an idea? <laughs> we did a podcast on that last week. Yes, we did. But that is that is super important. And But yeah, just speaking in like more of a meta way, I feel like it's kind of that mentality of leaving the world a better place than you found it. Yeah. Like help raise these new generation of tradespeople. I feel like not to be stereotypical of generations, but above us boomer types a yeah, little we all know those types a bit, a bit curmudgeonly and not super welcoming to new people and i feel like our generation is starting to to see a shift in that yeah especially as a woman coming into this industry i see who treats me differently when we go to different things yeah and our generation's pretty welcoming to women in the trades or just attract just open to the idea of trying seeing what new people have to offer and the yeah. same goes for young people. People hire these new people and they're like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything. It's like, okay, he probably doesn't. Take the time to teach him. And he yeah. could be your best employee. Yeah. And your best friend. And your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you never be. know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I do think, um, obviously, that's super important. And um, yeah, I think really just focusing on what you can do to attract you know, attract employees for yourself, but also just kind of bringing light to the trades in general. I yeah, think being a is spokesperson a, for the trades. Yeah, I think that's that's another thing, like how we kind of talked about social media being like a really vague, like some of the benefits can be really vague. This is kind of the same thing, like just being a good um, ambassador for the trades mm-hmm. and future generations. You will get employees from that. You know, part of that is bringing up young people into your business yep. that are then going to, you know, become career tradespeople, which is great, but it, uh, it's important. Yeah. It's very important. It's so important that we did a whole show on it last week. Yeah. It's that important. It is that important. Yeah. What uh, are we at? What are we at time wise? Cause I'm about to, I'm about to try what? this vodka mod madras or madras. I don't know. Vodka with orange cranberry, cardamom, chamomile, and lime flavors. Sounds delightful. Um, when you when you asked me that question, we were at forty seven minutes exactly, and I feel like this is the third episode that you've asked me at forty seven minutes. Wow, I must have some sort of. Oh my god, this is so good. Give me one. Can this I have one? Is so good. I'm ready to train this other one. Yeah. This Thank is so yep. good. Wow. This is amazing. This is like the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> really is we really good. We didn't say the brand of this is Southern Tier Distilling in case anybody wants to try it. Yeah. I think that's like a local. Is thing. it? I don't know. I've never heard of it. And Southern Tier makes me think that it's not super local because we are not in the South. But hey. Yeah. When you say it like wrong. that. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't see where it was made, but. Me either. Maybe on the box. This is not riveting. This will be in the podcast. show notes. Anyway. <laughs> did we ever do okay. show notes did we do it? people say that on podcasts that all the, those links will be in the sh- in the show notes yeah did i we, do i do show notes we do show week. notes yeah. oh, okay i don't know i, I don't do know what those are do you need me to put some something in the notes uh it's from lakewood new york oh what's southern about that i don't know maybe southern it's new southern new york yeah anyway whoa that is good it's so good right it's amazing tastes like a really good candle that's such a <laughs> bizarre way to describe a something that's you're drinking. Well, anyway, all right, should we move on to number five? I think. Do you think people are ready for it? The fifth thing. Have they done all the the four have you previous done the, things? Have you done the all right? Hard pause work of the, the first. Pause four. the episode. <laughs> make sure that you have completely mastered the first four things. Yep. And then. Hit play, and you'll be ready for number five. I think we're ready. I'm on ready? the edge of my seat. I'm going to hit you with it. You ready? I need it. Okay. Number five, create a network of peers. Love that. Owning your own business can be a very lonely place. You make decisions on your own, and you have your successes on your own, and you worry all alone. 
So build a tribe of advisors, counselors, guides, and friends who can offer input and join in your celebrations and help you through your failures. I love that one. So, And I think that is so important. I think we've, we, we talk a lot about mindset and attitude and all of that kind of kind of stuff when it comes to being a business owner or being just being a person. Yeah. That stuff is really important and it can be really difficult to have yourself in the right mindset when you feel like you're all alone going through like these difficult times running a business and you have nobody to like kind of um you know just just lean on and say Man, I had I had such a rough week. Uh, this went wrong. We failed an inspection. Uh, I didn't get that deposit. Man, I'm super stressed. You can talk to somebody else that's like, "Hey, I've been there." And yeah. like just having that camaraderie, um, it just it just can completely change your mindset and your attitude, and yep. put you in a better mental place to just keep going. Yeah. Because, yeah. What? And it can yeah. be, it, I'm just saying it's, it can be a lonely place to feel all alone. And then if you're treating everybody else as if they're like, oh, it's competition. I, I can't, I can't show any weakness. I can't show them, you know, I'm yeah. not tough. Then you're only alienating yourself further. So yep. let yourself be open to a peer group and you might get some of the best advice you've ever had. And yeah. it's all people that are going through it. It's all, and if you're worried about local com- competition, Find these people on the internet. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there. <laughs> there is. That's one of the really cool things about Instagram. Uh, that's like the first place I found like community. Um, especially when I was just getting started on Instagram because like I didn't have. I felt like I had like deeper conversations with people through DMs and stuff because we weren't so busy with a lot of stuff. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of cool things about just getting started and like just kind of stumbling across other like-minded people that you really kind of vibe with and yeah, you know, you can bounce ideas off of and even local people, you know, I think, I think everybody that if, if there's a like-minded business owner that's in your area and you run a similar business and you're, even if you're targeting the same type of clients, I, I know a ton of people around here that are essentially, you know, if you think about it like that, they could be competition, but um, I've, I've, they've become friends of mine. Yeah. They've become good friends. And like, yeah, I kind of look at it like we're all, we're all in this together. Like we're all trying to do really good work. We're trying to charge a fair amount. It's almost like us against the people that are just coming in doing shoddy work yeah. doing you know, you know, ripping people off or just doing things improperly and underbidding everything. So I feel like there is like a a really cool local community that you can have if you just like break down that that wall of oh there's the competition. Yeah. They might they'll end up being your best friend. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. 110%. 110%. And I th- I think that that has been like my favorite thing about like actually now like having a career in the trades. There are so many people that are just out there just wanting to connect. Yeah. Like in the business world, I feel like it's even more cutthroat where people are like, no, that's competition. I can't even yeah. talk to that, you know, and there was a lot of that. So I feel like in the trades there, if you want to connect with people, there are plenty of people out there in your line of work that can connect and relate to what you're going through. Definitely. Because, you know, that's really interesting to hear. And I, I feel like it's probably because a lot of people, even business owners in the trades, I feel like it's their passion for what they do that drives them the most. So like they can vibe with somebody else that's like super passionate about what they do. Yeah. Even if they're like local competition per se, um, it's really that passion for the, the trade and for the craft that, you know, they, they love just meeting like-minded people. So, but in the business world, corporate world, cutthroat. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if you ain't talking chatter, then because everybody knows cash flow is more important than your mother. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't care about anything. Yeah. I remember there, like, I worked for a company. The company was sold. And then everyone else, like, 
all the employees obviously dispersed into other companies. And then you like couldn't talk to your like this person who sat next to me for two straight years. I couldn't even talk to him because they went to a different company, and it was like that was like a huge that was a yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, I was like, but they were my friend, and no, they're not anymore. <laughs> not they, anymore. They, they, no, that's accurate. They were, <laughs> they were your friend. Yeah, they were are no being longer. The <laughs> yeah, they are no longer, and you need to get over it. Yeah, so I'm still not over it. I miss them. No, I'm just kidding. Let's but, reach out to them. But, <laughs> Let's have them on the podcast. Yeah, we should. Maybe they're in the trades now. <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. Maybe I could recruit them to this side. Maybe. Maybe. We'll need a bigger van. We, yeah. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger van. We should probably get a bigger van anyway. Yeah. Just have like a... It would be nice to have a kitchen in here. Yeah, when we did buy this van, we did look at a much bigger... Yep. And we were like, we won't need, we won't need all this room. <laughs> yeah, I would love. Uh, you know what we need? What? We need different chairs for our brainstorming sessions. We need like a different brainstorming space, is what you're saying? Uh, or we just switch out the chairs. We can maybe just switch out. I feel like I need to be like in a reclined position to really brainstorm effectively. Oh, I feel the opposite. Really? I need like one of those. Um, those like meditation stools. Okay. You know where it's like um, you're sitting on a seat, but then it's just kind of like an S shape, and your feet are kind of. And there's no on, back support. No back support. I need to be at full attention. Huh. For brainstorming. I feel like I do my best. I'm very like visual, visual, but in my mind. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Like when I when I have like a a problem that I need to like figure out, I like it to be quiet. And I close my eyes and I like yeah. envision like with things like layout, like I messed something <laughs> up yesterday. Yeah. Was that yesterday or? Yeah. That was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I was so mad at myself and I like, I, I understood the math that I did wrong. Yeah. Like I understood what I did wrong with my planning, but I didn't mathematically understand why it led to that result. You'll have yeah. to watch the vlog to see what I'm talking <laughs> about. But, um, yeah. So I had to like kind of sit there and I, I got a little, I got a little salty. You did. Not salty. I was just like. And you made us all be quiet. So you <laughs> yeah, I just said, be out. quiet. And it <laughs> kept talking. I was like, be quiet. I need to think. And, um, sometimes I like to close my eyes and I just like kind of, uh, envision things like that. So. Yeah. I don't know how I got it. How did I get on that exactly? I'm on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> Hell of a tangent. Hell of a tangent. That's one of the that's one of the wildest tangents I've seen in a while. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't I don't remember where I was exactly going with that, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. And you know where else we are? Are we at our happy hour? We're at our happy hour. Wow. Wow. This has been a very happy hour. Yeah. I feel like this kind of felt like a brainstorming session because now I've got all these ideas yeah. of like what we need to implement. Exactly. Exactly. I'm excited. Because uh, we're coming at you with stuff that we're doing We're doing some research on. We're, we're bringing this stuff to the table to talk about it, to open up the conversation as we do. And uh, yeah, we're learning just as much as you. We're doing some of these things. Are you taking down yeah. notes? I am, yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing and uh one thing we should mention what everyone should leave a review oh yeah it helps more than you know it does it really does i'm not sure in exactly in what way it does but people always say it i'm pretty sure one of those that big things like sp social media helps in general getting yeah. reviews helps too i think so. it does help push you to like a recommended area yeah. on pod i don't know it but does. hey if you're getting uh if you're getting value out of this, right now we're we're not making any money off of this. <laughs> we're leaving work early to do this. Um, yeah. So that would be a great way to support. Would be just leave us uh, and hopefully a five star review. Yeah. I, hope I so. mean, be, be honest. honest. Be honest. Yeah. But it's free. Just just pop a wherever you're listening to it. Just yeah. Give a just give a little something. Give a little five and, star uh, or yeah. however you're feeling. And make sure you follow us on uh, on Instagram at Hardworking Happy Hour. Yep. But and we'd love to hear some feedback. So 
Yeah. DM us. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear about. It's kind of like we're talking into a into a black <laughs> void. It's not like into social media void, where yeah. like you know you can see who likes it and, and then you get a picture of that person. We just have numbers. We have numbers yeah. of how many people are listening, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. But I guess that's it for the... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is our 19th episode. So next week is going to be our 20th episode. The Bicentennial. (laughs) Isn't that 200? That's 200, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're only one zero away. (laughs) So tune in next week for the Bicentennial episode (laughs) of the Hardworking Happy Hour. But till next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week.